Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Today, I want to start a brand new series called Built to Last. And uh, built to last, meaning that it's not just about speed. You know, there's, there's what's called in the business world is what's called a triple constraint. It's uh, everybody wants good, fast, and cheap, or cost-effective, or however you want to put it. Good, fast, and cheap. You want quality, you want it to be quick, and you want it to be, in, you know, for the uh, good, cost-effective price. The problem is you can usually only get two of those, right? If it's good and fast, thank you, Nate. If it's good and fast, you can't have it cheap. <laughs> if it's good and cheap, you can't have it fast. If it's fast and cheap, it's probably not going to be good, right? So two, two out of the three of those things you usually get with that. And uh, uh, it's not just about, our lives are not just about building things or anything in our lives, whether it to be at a church, our, our government, our work, our jobs. It can't be about just getting something that looks good and that is, you know, for a good price so that people are impressed with it or so that whatever happens with it, you know, we feel good about it. At the end of the day, it's will it stand the test of time? Will it stand because whatever it is that you're building is going to hit storms. It's going to hit a test. It's going to hit trials. So the reality is, is, <laughs> is what we're in our personal lives, in our families, in our work, in our government, in our nation, in our church, is it built the right way? Is it built the way the Lord wants it to be built? I want to talk, though, for a few minutes about the elections, about things that have gone on, and I'm, I just wrote down a few notes that I want to share with you. First of all, all of government and authority is established by God. It's important to know that we don't have God over here in a box, and then we have our government and authority over here. Well, what about separation of church and state? I talked about it last week. You can go back and listen to it. But that was to keep government out of the church, not to keep church out of the government. Listen, God is very much involved in government. And he always will be, he always should be, he always will be. In the book of Romans chapter 13, verse 1, it says that there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. What does that mean? It means God is involved in we, we think the election like, oh, well, it's, it's us. But all authority is appointed by God. Proverbs 21.30 says, there is no wisdom. No, notice in, in Romans 13, it says, there is no authority except from God. No authority. Proverbs 21.30 says, there is no wisdom. There is no insight. And there is no plan that can succeed against the Lord. It's important for us to know that you can't fight for a plan and it be different than God's plan and win. If God has a plan and we're praying, God's going to get that plan accomplished. Somebody say amen. That's what we need to believe. See, I'm, I'm bringing you back to scripture. I'm bringing you back to the word of God. Okay, Psalm 20, verse 7. says, some trust in chariots. And some in horses. Well, that's the, that's the way they did military. Uh, but we, notice this, some trust in 
chariots. Some people are chariot trusters. They're like, you know what it is that, that gets us over? It's chariots. It's our chariots, man. We have the nicest looking chariots, most effective chariots. We have the best. Some say, no, man, it's the horses. I take care of the horses. It's our horses. Look at all these. These are like awesome horses, right? But it says, but we. Let me tell you, some trust in Donald Trump. Some trust in Joe Biden. But we. Some trust in the Democratic Party. Some trust in the Republican Party. But we. Where is our trust? Notice there's a third option in that scripture. And what is it? It's we. Where do we, people say, what are you? I'm a truster in God. Come on, just tell me. What are you? I'm a truster in God. We trust in the Lord. Where do we stand as a church? We trust in the Lord. We vote for the Lord. Amen? And if Jesus Christ could be president, I'd vote for him. <laughs> Amen, wouldn't you? Amen. We trust in the Lord. Our trust is in the Lord. So timing. What timing? There's a timing in electing a, an American president. There's a timing that happens. We know that the first Tuesday of every November uh, is, the, uh, is, is elections. The first Tuesday of every November is the elections. And then January the 20th is the inauguration. Okay? So it's, it's roughly 72 to 78 days later is the inauguration. So there's the election, the second Tuesday, or the first Tuesday of November, and then there's the inauguration on January the 20th. Um, so what do we do as believers in that? Well, unless we're going to run for government, we would pray and we would vote, right? And that's what we've done. We would pray and we would vote. There's two questions when deciding who to vote for. Now it's too late. You're already on the other side. Okay. But there's two questions that you always do. Number one is who does God want in office? In fact, really there's one question. Who does God want in office? Amen. The second question that you ask is who will preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States? That's actually what they swear to in the vote on the inauguration on January the 20th, they say, they, they, they promise to the best of their duties to, uh, to preserve, to protect, and to defend the Constitution of the United States. So we pray, those two, we ask, when I pray, I ask those two things. Lord, who do you want in office and who will preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States? And then you study the issues. You look over those things and you give the best of your ability. You, you vote the best of what you sense, what you know, you vote. And it's a democracy. It's something that we all get to choose. I'm not going to put you down for what you choose. And you may have your reason, and you're not going to put me down for what I choose. We, we should be able to honor those things. Amen? Right? But we all do need to go through those steps and say, Jesus, who, are, who do you want in office? And who's going to defend, protect, and preserve the Constitution of the United States? So, uh, what happened? <laughs> Right? What happened? What, what, what just happened this last week? Right? Some people say, here's what happened and they're happy about it. And some, here's what happened and they're sad about it. Okay? Well, we, we did pray and we did vote. Right? I'm not going to ask anybody who they voted for or anything. But we did pray and we did vote. The electoral votes came in. The electoral votes rose above 270. We watched it on the news for Joe Biden. And Joe Biden... Uh, under and so uh, Joe Biden and they held it back for you know for all this all this time and then eventually it went above and then the news you know all the channels and everything announced Joe Biden as the elected president okay under normal circumstances 
what would happen. This was about the closest. I don't know what the, what the thing is, and I don't have to go into it because you know it. Under normal circumstances, they would just be in, you know, the winter, and they'd announce it that night, and they'd have a concession speech, and they'd move on. But uh, they'd have a concession call, and then they'd have a concession speech. So the, the loser would come and would say, hey, I'm, I call the winner, and I'm, I'm good job. I'm, I'm going to get behind you. And then they would give a concession speech. And then in order, afterwards, you would have an acceptance speech by the winner. And the winner would come and give that acceptance speech. So we saw that, uh, and then you'd wait these 72 to 78 days, and then you'd have an inauguration to where they officially become the president. So you still have the, the president that's in office right now, and then you'd, you'd switch over on January the 20th. Okay, So we see that what happened was these votes did rise above the 270. It was announced, but uh, there was no concession by President Trump. And uh, he brought up multiple times before it about voter fraud and about all these things. And the news channels would say, and people would say, he has the right to do that because he's an American and it's actually something that they give up. And so they're going to investigate that and put that out there. So he said, so I'm not going to concede. But Joe Biden went ahead and he gave an acceptance speech uh, because he was announced. And so he went and gave that. That happened last night. You may have watched it. And um, so what now? So what do we do now? Right? So what do we do now? Well, listen, let me tell you. I, I always say, and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this. Don't focus on what you don't know on what you can't do and what you can't have. Focus on what you do know. Focus on what you do have. Focus on what uh, you can do, right? You, in, in your light, the Bible says, we see light. You don't ever go into darkness and find light. You always start with what you do know. I'll tell you one place I always start is, I know I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I know Jesus is my Lord. Right? And you just start there and you just kind of move out from there. You focus on what you do know. Let me tell you what I do know. God is still on the throne. Jesus has not got elected in or out. Jesus is, God is God. He is the creator. And, and he'll always be the author. Understand what's going on. So God's on the throne. We must pray and understand what's going on. Let me tell you something else I do know. I know that the number one attack that wants to happen on people is fear. Fear of the current administration under Donald Trump. Fear of a new administration that may come. Fear of this and fear of that. Everyone wants to get under fear. And when, when you start getting under fear, you get stupid. You just do stupid things. You say stupid things. We shouldn't be in fear. The people of God, you know there isn't a day in our lives we should ever be under fear? <laughs> not at all. So do not fear. Let me tell you, God's going to take care of things. Somebody say amen. amen. Take your attention off the media. What is that? That's the TV. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's TikTok. That's Snapchat. That's whatever you use. Get your attention off of it. I'm not saying don't view it and we need to be the Quakers and, you know, to not look at anything but our, but our you know, wood pad and paper or whatever. No, 
No, I'm saying look at it, be updated, but we cannot meditate on those things. Why? Because the Bible says not to. Let me just show it to you in the Word. Philippians 4.8 says, finally, my brethren, it's right after the verse where he says the peace of God, and then he tells you how to keep the peace of God. He says, finally, my brethren, whatever things are, what does it say? Whatever things are, I said don't focus on the media. No, no, listen, I'm just going over this. Whatever things are true, whatever things are, whatever things are, whatever things are, you know what pure is? You have pure intentions. Whatever things are, whatever things are, wait, what does it say? Whatever things are what? That's called the news. You ever, you ever turn on the news and there was a good report? Not the news I have. <laughs> There's never a good report. If there be any virtue, in other words, anything you're talking about, if, it's, if there's anything virtuous about it, if there's anything praiseworthy, what does it say? Say those last words with me. You know what that says? The Bible says, get your eyes off the news. If the news led this way, if the news led according to Philippians 4.8, the news would go out of business. Right? Because you'd say, that's boring news, right? In fact, I just, I just rewrote, I, I just out of fun, I rewrote this verse according to how the news would say. Finally, my fellow citizens, whatever things are twisted, whatever things are scandalous, whatever things are corrupt, whatever things are hidden, agendas, whatever things are nasty, whatever things are of a bad report, <clears throat> there's any shadiness, there's anything report-worthy, Report on those things. <laughs> Come on, wouldn't you agree with me? Wouldn't you agree with me? So how are you going to keep your eyes on the news all the time and think that you're going to keep peace in your life? I know that several times this week, I had the news on, I'm just looking for this, and the Lord just on the inside said, well, it's time to turn that off. It's time to turn that off. It wasn't because I was getting bad results or good results. It was because I didn't know what I was getting. I just needed to stay tapped into the Spirit. Somebody say amen. Yeah. And do not fear. Do you know that faith comes by hearing, but fear comes by hearing too? Sometimes we wonder why am I in such fear? Because it's what you're feeding yourself. You feed yourself on all this mess, and then you wonder why you're afraid. Right? So here's what else I do know. We still need to pray. Church, I said we still need to pray. Listen, some of us have become passive and set back and said, I'll just see what happens. And I guess, you know, hey, we'll just see what it is. It's like a drama. This is like a sitcom. Church, this isn't a sitcom. This isn't just reality, fake reality TV. There's wars going on in the heavenlies. And you say, well, the United States only has, you know, what, 350 million people and there's 8 billion people. And we're like, a, a, someone said a 20 placed on and given the United States of America and there's something in the spirit that's going on this is why it's such a big deal it's not just Democrats and Republicans that are fighting and independents are fighting it's, it's not Donald Trump and Joe Biden there's, de there's devils that are fighting in the spirit and if we get a, you, know what, you know what the devil would want you to do get your eyes on the people there's a, there's a deeper battle that's going on would you admit it if you believe it would you say yes yeah, yeah, there's a deeper battle that's going on in all this. So we still need to pray, not be passive, not sit back, but pray.
What do we need to pray? Well, pray that God will establish his president into office. I think we can all agree on that. Amen? Pray that God will establish his president into office. Whoever's inaugurated, we're going to call him our president. Whoever comes into office, whether it be Donald Trump or Joe Biden, I'll call him my president, and I'm going to pray for him every single day. Amen. Always have and always will, right? We need to pray that God will establish his president in office. We need to pray for righteousness in our nation. We need to pray that we would keep Jesus as our foundation. Somebody say amen. And then we need to pray against any and all wickedness and corruption. On either side. We need to pray against all wickedness and corruption. We need to pray for righteousness. We need to pray that Jesus would remain, that God would remain our decision maker behind everything we do. And where he's not, that we would repent of it and get back on in line. Somebody say amen. amen. That's what we need to do. And let me just tell you on a personal note. People have called me and asked me or just come up and said, hey, what do you think, man? Just come on. I know you're speaking one thing. Tell me what you think. Well, let me tell you what I think, and I'll just be straight about it. I, I'm not, I don't call myself a prophet. I don't call myself, you know, something. But I do know that the Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 2, he says, you have an anointing from the Holy One. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and you know all things. In other words, there's a knowing on the inside. And I know that I have a direct, I have a direct line to God, as you do. I have a direct line to God. But I remember just a couple of days ago, uh, on the 4th, I woke up and I said, well, Lord, this election, and I'll tell you the words that I, I caught in my spirit was this, and I got in my spirit was this, was it's not over. Now, I, I didn't hear that from someone else. It's not I'm meditating on someone else. And I, here's my sense, the sense that I got was there, there's more to come. There's more to come. Now, as, you, as your pastor, as a pastor, you can... You can take that for what it's worth. You can say, uh, you're full of it, or I believe you, or what. I'm just telling you, that's my sense. That there's more to come. What does all that mean? I don't know, but we'll all see. Amen? What I do know is we need to keep praying, and we need to stay on God's side. Amen? Um, we'll see something more. Something in my heart also. When I pray, you know, the Bible says we have an anointing from the Holy One, and we know all things. I'll pray about situations that I feel like, well, I'm not sure about this, and I feel a settledness, like God just says, hey, move on. And there's other times where I don't feel a settledness. I feel like there's more. That's what I'm saying. In, in me, I just feel like, you know, something's not settled yet. In the spirit. I'm not talking about even the election. And I'm not talking about just man. I'm talking about with God. Something's not settled with God. It's like God's, God's not settled yet. I'm just telling you what I sense, so you take it for what it's worth. <laughs> I'll tell you another thing that I wrestle with is this. Is that the book of Amos chapter 3 verse 7 says, Surely God does nothing on this earth unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophet, prophets. Which means that there is nothing by surprise to the church. Everything God does on earth, he's always revealed it to prophetic people ahead of time. It's cold in here, isn't it? Man, that's not just my message. <laughs> it's cold in here, Jason. Help us out. Help, help some brothers and sisters out in here. Okay. <laughs> hey, 
All right, Annie, it's okay. Um, he says, surely God does nothing unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophet. God always speaks his plan into the earth. He speaks his plan into the earth before something happens. Let me tell you another thing that I wrestle with. I wrestle with that there are many, many, not just one, not just two, but there are many, many prophetic voices in the body of Christ that have prophesied long before Donald Trump was president that he was going to become president and have prophesied that he was going to be a two-term president. That's what I wrestle with. Now, I didn't hear Jesus Christ say it, but I heard prophets say it. Multiple prophets say it. All in agreement say it. All in agreement. I also heard of reports of witches and people casting spells on Donald Trump. I didn't hear any about Joe Biden. I'm not, I'm not here to stand up for something. But I'm just saying, you just, I'm just telling you as a casual observer, I'm just sitting back and looking and saying, Lord. But putting those things together with my sense of something's not over, can I tell you, I vote for the Lord. I'm with the Lord, and I'm going to pray for whoever's in office. But when something's not settled in my heart, I'll stop and say, I'm just going to keep praying. Somebody say amen. I'm going to keep contending. Contending against who? Against the devil. Because even if, it, even if someone thinks someone, Joe Biden's not the devil. Donald Trump's not the devil. Some of you may disagree with me on one of those. But let me just tell you, neither of them are. We need to contend against the enemy. Somebody say amen. Yeah, so that's why, that's why I just, I can't reconcile all these prophecies that have said that. And just to say, well, guess they all missed it. <laughs> and I'm sure there's people who prophesied something else. I just haven't heard them. And I've looked for them. So because of that, what do I do? Well, when I don't know what to do, I just keep praying and I shut my mouth. Because I can embarrass myself. So how do I reconcile this? Well, there is a president-elect and there is more that's coming. I know both of those things. There is someone that's been announced as a president-elect and there's more that's coming in between those two. So let me just give you two things. Uh, I think this will be my message for today, just to finish it. Let me give you these two things. Number one, be still, quiet, listen to God. Fast and pray. That's, that's number one. I think all of us need to, need to stop even right now and just say, Lord, am I supposed to fast and pray? Are you leading me? I, in fact, I think he's going to say yes to do something to fast and pray, to still your soul. There's a scripture that I've heard over and over again. It just says in Psalm 46, verse 10, you know the scripture. It says, be still. What does that mean? Shut up. Be quiet. Stop e eating and partying and getting into this and doing that. Stop boasting and getting into, or getting into anger or getting into this. I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted among the United States of America. I will be exalted in this earth. Be still. Listen, pause, stop, fast. Step back for a minute. And then number two, so number one is to be still, be quiet. I've t t several talking about some of this, and I said, I just think I'm supposed to be still for a minute and just try to catch the voice of the Lord. Seek the Lord. This is consequential, not just to our nation, 
There's things that are going on in the spirit in these last, what if Jesus made decisions that helped usher in? What if? I don't know. I'm not on some side. I'm on God's side. So be still. Step back. And I told Tiffany, I don't know what, I just feel like we need to step back. Not, not be quiet like, well, I'll just see. No, be quiet and listen to the Lord. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. Listen to the Lord. And number two, listen, number one is be still. Number two, don't get in the flesh about what you like and what you don't like and who you'd vote for and who you didn't and who's, you know, an idiot this way and who's corrupt this way and who's a loud mouth this way and who, you know, is fake this way and all these people start talking all this stuff. And I'm not saying you can't have your opinions. Of course we all have opinions. All of us have opinions and judgments and thoughts. I'm just saying that's part of being still too. Because sometimes those things get in the way. In fact, I've even seen people, they, they shout out all their opinions and all those things, and then they feel like they're embarrassed and they have to defend all those opinions because they lost or because they, they, they don't know what to say. So now they're going to say more, and it just gets more into the flesh. Let me tell you, words are spiritual. Be very careful about your words. Make sure that your words are Echoing God's words. Don't get in the flesh about this stuff. There's a larger fight in this, and we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. I think I'm just going to stop right there for today. I want to, you know, the the series I'm starting today. Um, it's on building strong and building building to last. And I think that's actually what we're talking about with the elections. That it's not about just who's this and who's that. It's not about what we're building. It's about what we're building on. It's not about who's on, who's on the top of the surface. It's about whose foundation are we standing on? Are we standing on the Lord? Or are we standing on this belief in something else. So I want us to do this. Let's just take, we have a little bit, of, a little bit more time here. I want us to just take a couple of minutes here and turn this place into a prayer service for the next few minutes, okay? Come on, just right now. Some of you may want to even kneel down. You don't have to. It's not like you're more spiritual if you do, but some, some of you may want to kneel down. Some of you may want to just spread out your arms, maybe spread out just a little bit. But come on, everybody, take it as if it depended on you and your prayers. Let's just take it as if it depended on you and your prayers. God, we come on behalf of our nation and our world. God, we repent of our own ways, of our own pride, of our own, any selfishness in us. Lord, I say, any selfishness in me, I repent of today. And God, I want your agenda. I want your plans. Oh God, heal our land. Even if there is some victory, there's still division. Even if there is victory, we still have a divided country. And so God, we ask on behalf of our nation. Come on, Abraham prayed this on behalf God, we ask on behalf of our nation, the United States of America, heal us, deliver us. God, don't let us make the wrong decision.
Lord, we pray today, first of all, we say blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and we say, God, you're our Lord. Come on, would you say it with me? Jesus, you're our Lord. God, you're the God of this nation. You're the God of, of our lives. And any foundation that we've tried to place, any party, any person that we've tried to put in place, that without the foundation of God, we come and we say, reestablish us as a nation. Maybe sometimes, Lord, you won't allow us to go up because we know we haven't gone down. We, you won't allow us to build taller because you know that our foundation can't handle it. And God, we need the foundation of Jesus Christ. Jesus, like you told Peter, upon this rock... Upon this foundation, I pray that our nation would get a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. Pray with me, church. I pray that our friends, that our families, that our governments would get a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. That our Senate, Lord, would get a revelation of Jesus Christ. Our House of Representatives, Lord. Our president, God, Donald Trump, we pray. Give him a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for Joe Biden, God. Give him a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who don't know you. God, let them come to you in these last days. We know that we don't have forever. But we pray, Lord, that our earth would come to you, that people would come and repent. And Lord, like you said in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, and God, we humble ourselves, we pray, we seek your face, we turn from our wicked ways. God, I pray that you hear from heaven. You'd forgive our nation. And you'd heal us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast. Yeah.